who thinks that I am karta or doer, agent of action, and the one who is agent of action, of course, gets accountable for the outcome of the action also. So one who has performed the action, that karta also becomes bhokta, the experience of the result of the action. So all these rules apply to an ignorant person for whom this vyavaharika satta or this objective reality of the name and form is real because the knowledge of the truth has not yet taken place and therefore because of ignorance that is taken to be real. Also the body is taken to be atma and so the law of karmas, a law of cause and effect applies to the matter applies to universe as well as to the body. And as long as one looks upon oneself as a body, so long the laws applicable to body, of course, apply to the person who looks upon himself as body. Never we have no question or no objection to accepting that ignorant person is subject to law of karma, which prarabdha is one. The ignorant person is subject to the law of karma, law of cause and effect. But we are talking about tattva jnana urdham. Once knowledge has taken place, when one realizes what the truth is, and what is that? That all there is is Brahman, all there is is self, one non-dual. Chinmayam vyapiyat saram tailokyam such Whatever there is is chinmayam, is consciousness alone. The whole universe, including my body, mind, sense, it is just chinmayam, because that's that's what it is, the reality. For the simple reason that before the creation, what was was just sat or chit. Before the creation, what was was one sat chit, one non-dual. And that that one non-dual existence or consciousness has manifested in the form of this universe, including my body-mind-sense complex. But then, an ignorant person only sees what is on the surface, namely names and forms. That's called ignorance, when we cannot see what is behind the surface. That's called ignorance when this person is taken as a beggar, not realizing that his reality is actor. And so also the beggar is taken to be real. Similarly, the evident names and forms are taken to be real. That, that's what real it is. What is universe? Names and forms. What am I? This name and form. So that's ignorance. <clears throat> well, once the knowledge takes place, the name and form doesn't have any existence. As in case of part, all that really exists is clay or the material cause. So material cause is the reality of anything. Just as clay is the reality of this part. Similarly, the material cause of the universe is the only reality. Because what we call part or effect does not have an existence separate from clay, the material cause. In fact, part is nothing but clay and clay alone manifests as part therefore. In this object, there is no substance other than clay. The only reality is clay. When they recognize that, in the, in the perception of this person who recognizes the reality of this object called part, he only sees clay, he doesn't see the part. Meaning that even if his eyes perceive the part, no reality is given to that. Therefore, for that person, this is clay. For a goldsmith, this is gold. Recognizing that name and form are just a superimposition, only projection and appearance. Similarly, in case of the clay and, and you know, and going further, in case of the rope snake example, all, even though it appears a snake, what in fact is, is just rope. So this is a snake. And this is a rope of which the, this is the reality of a snake. Snake has no reality beyond this is. So universe has no reality beyond this is. 
this is Brahman. So Brahman is the reality. If this is Brahman, then this is what manifests as the universe or Brahman part. So, when there is recognized thus, in the vision of the wise person, all there is is one non-dual self or consciousness. The body no more remains a body only because body is also consciousness. The universe also is consciousness. Then where is cause and effect? Cause also is consciousness. If cause is different from effect, then cause and effect law can apply. The body is effect, karma is a cause, okay. So body is the effect of the karma. Body performs karma, creates new effects, so that is again karma and karma phala. So all right, as long as this is real, so long the cause and effect can apply. But then there is, all there is is consciousness. So where is cause? Cause also is consciousness. Effect also is consciousness. So what's the relation? There is no cause and effect relationship. So very cause and effect aspect itself disappears in the wake of the knowledge that all there is is one. So Vanduke Karika very clearly dismisses the idea of cause and effect. What is cause and what is effect? And we don't have much time, but just to give you an example, the kind of example that uh, Gaudapada Sarya would give is Father is a cause, son is the effect. Father is a cause, son is the effect. Then who was born first? Father or son? Father, Swamiji. Very, very. Before the son was born, this person was called Devadatta. He was not called father. When son is born, now he is father. So father is born when the son is born, is it not so? That means that the father and son are born simultaneously. Now the rule is, the cause must necessarily precede the effect. There is called cause which precedes the effect. But here father and son do not precede, father does not precede the son because he is born along with the son. And we can't say the father is cause, son is fact. When they are born together, then they are like two horns, which grow together. Two horns don't enjoy the cause and effect. So this is how cause and effect relation also is dismissed. Then there is no cause and effect, where is the cause and then the is the effect. Because the body was real, then the law of cause and effect also would have been real. The body is not any, or what really body is nothing but consciousness. Just as this part is nothing but clay, so effect is nothing different from the material cause. And material cause is nothing but consciousness, understand? Because Upanishad says, what existed before the creation of universe was one non-dual sat or chit, consciousness. So that's all there is. So then there is no body as such, there is no name and form, there is no reality. So dehadinam asyattattvat, so the body, sense organs, mind, all of these are asatya, meaning that they are non-existent in the wake of the knowledge that all there is is consciousness. So example is given, yathas, when you wake up, how the dream is non-existent, and so also when you wake up the reality, what was thought to me, all this multiple duality is non-existent. Not not negated, non-existent. So two things are. So when you accept that is Jivan Mukta or living saints, liberated person, what we say is that he perceives the duality but does not give reality duality, meaning that the reality is negated. The citizen you recognize that a given act is performing the role then even when we perceive the role, 
in your mind, the reality of beggar is negated. It's called bādhan. Beggar does not disappear. The reality disappears. So this is a usual view. Where prarabdha is accepted. So prarabdha is, uh, is accepted in as much as not that the body ceases to exist. Not that the world ceases to exist for a wise person. Its reality is no more. So prarabdha is no reality for the wise person. But as much as the body has whatever reality, that's the reality prarabdha in that world, you find him also subject to the laws of cause and effect. From the standpoint of the onlooker, even then also wise person has no prarabdha. Because he is not identified with the body. Then the laws apply to the body, it doesn't don't apply to him. So he is no product from his standpoint. But at least from the standpoint of others, we feel that, others feel that he is going the same laws, same of birth and death and old age and disease and this and that. So there in that view also where the reality is negated, not, does not disappear. Then also there is no prarabdha from the standpoint of the wise person, understand? Because laws of karma only apply to the body, and since he is no more the body, he has the body but no more identification. He knows and looks upon him only as consciousness. Therefore, what happens to body does not happen to him. In that sense, he is free from prarabdha, from his standpoint. But we see a body and we see things happening. So, from the standpoint of onlookers, there is prarabdha. Here, there is no prarabdha because there is no body. So, this goes a step further. Not only it is negated, it is non-existent. Dehajanam asatyatvat. Just as the dream body no more exists, when you wake up, so also the so-called waking body no more exists when you wake up to the knowledge that all there is is consciousness. In that sense, the prarabdha is dismissed altogether. Rajrupe parignate sarvabhrantir natishthari So how far have we done here? Yeah. Huh? 93, that's all you have done. Okay. Karma The action performed in the previous life, which is called prarabdha in this life. Tattu janmantara bhavat there is no such thing as birth or previous birth. If there was previous body, you see, the, if sleep and the dream body existed, then there is a question of the loss. The dream body does not exist. So there is no such thing as previous body or previous birth for the in consciousness. And then if there is no previous birth and no previous karma, then there is no prarabdha at all. Janmantara abhavat, because there is no such thing as janmantara, previous birth, and next birth, janmantara is another birth. In this case, previous birth, because there is when the karmas are performed, they become prarabdha for this birth. Okay, so that's for nine, and then, svapna deho yathadhyastha, tathai vayahami dehakaha, just as the dream body is nothing more than an appearance, has no substance whatever, so also, this body is no more, it has reality, no more than that of the, the dream body. So accepting that there is something called objective reality and a subjective reality, in that case, we look upon this body as having a reality different from the reality of the dream body. So we accept the prarabdha karma. But effects have been two sattas. Paramarik satta and pratibhasik no vyavarik. That there is only absolute reality and there is only projection. So projection being projection, therefore 
even this waking, so-called waking world being projection, is no different from the dream world which is projection. And therefore, if there is no real dream body at all, there is no waking body also. The dream body is only superimposed, projected, appearance, so also is his body. It is no tangible existence at all. And therefore, if this body also does not have tangible existence, where the question of the laws of karma, etc. applying? All right, now we continue with verse 94. Now, Dehadi Prapanchasya, Yutova Itadi Shudaya Satya Brahma Janyatvad. But then when you look at the scriptures, the creation described in this famous statement, Yatova Ivani Bhutani Jayante, where Brahman is described as the material cause of the universe. That means that Brahman from which this universe is born, by which it is sustained, under which it goes back, by saying that Brahman is presented as the Upadanakaran, the material cause. Or, as Sandhuya Upanishad would say, Sadeva Summe Idamagrasit, that this universe of names and forms was nothing but Sat. So there, Sat is presented as the Upanakarana material cause. So whether you call it Sat, you call it Brahman, the same thing. So Upanishads present Param Brahma as the Upanakarana material cause of the universe. Meaning material cause is real. So from a real cause, how can this appear? You are saying that the universe has no existence. Universe merely appear. How can it be that? When the cause is real, should not the effect be real also? If the cause is gold, should not the honor reflect gold? The cause is clay, should not the pot also reflect clay? So if the cause of the universe is Brahman or Sat, then the effect which is Jagat also should have, should it not have the same degree of reality as Brahman? How do you say that? The universe is just an appearance. How can Brahman which is real give rise to a Jagat that is appearance? How, how does it work? So if that is the question then, the answer is given in verse 94. Upadanam prapanchasya Vrdhāndasceva kathyade Ajñānam caiva vedāntaihi Tasmin nashtekva viśvatā Vrdhāndasceva, Vrdh means clay. Clay or earth or whatever, Vrdh means clay. Bhanda means a vessel. So just as clay is the material cause of the vessel. So we come back to the same familiar example. Because we are very clear about what the material cause of the part is, then we are taking the familiar example. Just as clay is the material cause for an object such as a part, so first establishing what is material cause. Similarly, prapanchasyupada. Just as clay is the upadanam, material cause of the part, what is, upa, what is the material cause of the universe? What do the Upanishads say is the material cause of the universe? Agnanam. Upanishad says that Agnanam, ignorance is the material cause of the universe. We have already gone through the exercise. That Brahman cannot become the cause in a primary sense. Like clay is the material cause of a part in a primary sense because clay can undergo change and become the part. Brahman cannot undergo change, cannot become the jagat. 
Therefore, Brahman cannot be material cause in the sense that clay is the material cause of the path. Clay is the material cause in the primary sense. Brahman is the material cause only in the secondary sense. Then what is the primary cause? Just as a rope can be said to be the material cause of the snake, not in the primary sense, because rope does not undergo a change. Then what is the primary cause, a material cause of the snake? Rope ignorance. If rope is a cause, wherever rope is, snake will be there, you know. If rope is a cause, where the rope is, the snake must be there. No. Where is the snake? Only when there is rope ignorance. So rope ignorance is the material cause of the snake, understand. The snake is made up of what? Rope ignorance. Similarly, so where the material cause does not undergo change, as in case of rope snake, only ignorance can be the cause. Ignorance of the rope alone can be the cause of whether a snake, somebody can see snake, somebody can see a garland, somebody can see a stick, somebody, variety of things people can see. Of all of that, the material cause is what? Rope ignorance. So, Agnyanam say Vedanta, similarly, Vedanta also say that ignorance of Brahman or ignorance of the self is the cause from which the whole universe is created. So this also we indicated. How self-ignorance becomes a cause? Because ignorance results into an identification of the body-mind-sense complex. That results into a sense of inadequacy or limitation. That results into a desire. That results into an action. That results into creation. Therefore, the creation can be traced to ignorance. Because if Atma is complete, what is the purpose of Atma to create anything? Brahman is limitless. How can there be design in Brahman? And without design, how there can be action? Creation also is an action. And an action should be preceded by a desire. Now, that cannot be desired in Brahman because Brahman is complete, limitless. This as though desire. How can there be as though desire? Only when Brahman does not know that it is complete. So, Brahman that is complete somehow takes itself incomplete. And then there is a desire to be complete. And that desire results into all kinds of creation. That's the only explanation that there is. Meaning that there is something called ignorance, which is the cause of creation. So, Pada Agnyanam Chayavedantahi Prapanchasya Agnyanam Prapanchasya Upadanam Vedantahi Kathyade Vedanta means Upanishad says this, Upanishad says that Ignorance is the material cause, primary material cause of the universe. Brahman is the, in a secondary sense, material cause. Ignorance is the material cause in primary sense. Why would we say that? Because ignorance itself is inert, jada. So it cannot become the cause in itself. Therefore, ignorance as enlivened by Brahman becomes the cause. So Brahman, therefore, in a secondary sense, becomes the cause. So we call it vivarta upadhanakaram. Ignorance is the parinami upadhanakaram. Ignorance or maya is called the parinami upadhanakaram. Like the clay which undergoes parinama or transformation becomes hot, so also ignorance of maya transforms itself as a universe. This is a mind-boggling image. See what we are saying. Ignorance transforms itself as a universe. So if you really probe into what the universe is, you will find what? Ignorance only, nothing else will come. 
But since ignorance cannot exist on its own, when you probe ignorance, you will go to Brahman because that's what provides existence and shining. So, Agnyanam Chayvedan, in short, Vedanta say that Agnyanam or ignorance is the primary material cause of the universe. Tasmin Nashte, but when the knowledge takes place, knowledge displays ignorance. Knowledge, just as light displays darkness, so also knowledge displays ignorance. The rule is that when cause goes away, the effect cannot remain. This is tantudaya patadaha. This cloth is made of yarn or the threads. If the threads burn, the cloth automatically burns. When the cause goes, the effect automatically goes. Ignorance is the cause. If ignorance goes, the effect also automatically goes. What's the effect? The universe. Tasmin nashtek vishwada. When the cause of ignorance is dispelled in the wake of knowledge, then the vishwa or the universe with the effect of the ignorance also, well, how can it remain? Meaning that the universe simply disappears and is no more there. It was no more there before also, understand. Not that something which was there has become, has become non-existent. Even when it was non-existent, it was thought to be existent. That was the thing. The snake, which is really non-existent, is taken to be existent. That's the reason why in the wake of the knowledge of rope, snake disappears completely. Without leaving a trace, the rope snake disappears in the wake of the knowledge of rope because there was no substance to begin with. So even when we thought that there is a snake, it was merely unsubstantial snake, merely an appearance of snake. There was no substance in that. Therefore, when the ignorance of rope goes away in the wake of the knowledge, along ignorance, snake also goes away. So Upanishads say that for the universe also, ignorance is the cause. So when ignorance is dispelled, there is the question of Vishwa remaining. Understand, universe includes the body, mind, sense, that should be remembered, not only that one. It also includes this. All right, so same thing explain next verse. Yatharajyam parityajya Sarpam grunnati vai brahmat Tadvat satyam vijnaya Jagat pasyati mudadehi We cannot escape from the example of rope snake, you know. Because even pot and clay also is not the primary example, it's not the ultimate example. For Vedantin, of this type, you know, the ultimate example is only rope snake. So, from Mudbhanda, from clay and pot, he comes back to Rajyusarpa, you know. Because he is for explaining ignorance, he comes to Rajyusarpa. That ignorance is not explained with the example of rope, pot and clay. Ignorance is explained with the example of rope, but that's the only example. But since this is more tangible and understandable, what is material cause, what is that, so that's why it is given. But this is not the real example when you want to talk about only two sattas. When you only talk about absolute reality, an apparent reality, then this doesn't become the example, only rope snake becomes the example. If you accept the absolute reality, relative reality, and then apparent reality, then this can act as an example. But here, this is Gangoro Vedanta, meaning that he doesn't accept. What is this? It's all projection, it's only appearance. So, Yasharajyam Parityajya Sarvam Grunnadevai Brahman, just an ignorant person. Parityajya, leaving aside the Raju, he leaves aside the rope and only sees the snake. So when can you see only the snake? Only when you have 
left aside, oh, you do not see the rope. The rope was seen, then the snake, question of seeing snake was not there. So just as an ignorant person, a deluded person, he leaves aside, was unaware of the rope and takes the snake as real. Tadvat, similarly, so the question is, how do you say that ignorance is the cause? Let's explain here. Rajjum by discarding the rope, meaning by not knowing the rope. Sarpam Grunnatavidan, there is Brahma or delusion by way because of which one sees the snake there. So for Vedantin, the creation of model is only Raju Sarpam, not, not clay and pot. What's the model? Raju Sarpam and snake. That is the ultimate Dhangor Vedanta's model. Because snake is mere in appearance and that suits them the best. Similarly, universe also is a mere, just an appearance. Tadvat satyam avijnaya. The stairs, when there is, because of delusion, when one sees only snake, meaning this unaware of the rope, is ignorant of the rope. Tadvat similarly, satyam avijnaya. Not knowing satyam, not knowing truth, not knowing Brahman, not knowing Adhishthana. So, rope is called the adhisthanam substratum and snake is called the adhyaropa superimposition. So, he is ignorant of the you know, substratum and therefore takes the superimposition as well. So, also, when this ignorant person, ignorant of the substratum which is the bhadi, priyam, brahman or consciousness, he takes the jagat which is in the place of snake. So, in place of rope is Brahman. In place of snake is the whole Jagat. So, just as one does not know the rope, therefore there is a bhanti of snake. So, also when one does not know this adhisthanam, which is Brahman, there is bhanti or appearance of the universe. Jagat pashyati muradhi. Muradhi means what? One who has this buddhus buddhi is totally deluded. All right. So then, tasmin nashtekva vishvara. Where is the vishva when Brahman is known? That is explained now in the next verse. Rajyurupe parignyate sarpabhantirnatishthade adhishthane tathagnyate Prapancha shunyatam vraje. Raja rupe parignyate. Here means rupa means swarupa. Raja swarupe parignyate. When the true nature of rope is known, sarva bhranti in the tishthati. So when you see the snake, there is no rope in your perception. When you see the rope, there is no snake. When you see the snake, there is no rope in your perception. But when you see the rope, there is no snake at all. So, Rajyurupe Parignyate, when you throw the torchlight there and thus see, hey, this is rope, then what? Sarva Bhranti. So, there is no snake because snake was not there to begin with. What was? There was not snake. It was merely delusion of snake. Although we say rope snake, what is Bhranti? The delusion of snake. Therefore, in the wake of the knowledge of the rope, is not the snake that goes away, it is the Sarva Bhranti goes away. Meaning, even light also cannot remove the snake. Light can remove the delusion of snake. Just as in the wake of the knowledge of the rope, the delusion of snake goes away. Adhishthane katha. What is the rope? Adhishthanam substratum. Similarly, also the substratum of the universe is asti bhadi priyam. Adhishthane katha gnyate. Adhishthanam asti bhadi priyam is similarly known. Prapancha. I see you one or the other. 
when I see the Prapancha, I fail to see Adhishthanam, Brahman. When I see Brahman, there is no, 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 Jagat, Bhanti does not remain. So this Jagat is no more than Bhanti. In this model, just as a snake is no more than Bhanti, or delusion, or appearance, so also when the rope snake model is used for explaining Jagat or creation, then it means that this universe of names and forms is no more than Bhanti, just as a snake is. The snake is not there, it appears to be there. So also, Jagat is not there, appears to be there. That is the definition of Mitya. In the Sad Bhasamanam, then Mitya. Swapna Gajalivat. So, says Panchadashi, in the Sad Bhasamanam, that which is not existent but appears. That which is not existent but appears is called Mitya. Where is the example? Swapna Gajalivat. Like a, an elephant seen in this, in the dream. Like an elephant, like a mountain, like any object seen in the dream which is not there. Why do you say, Swami, there is no elephant there? When you see the dream, there is real elephant you are saying, why not? So there are champions who believe that dream is real. That you really see, you see a real elephant. So, do you realize where you, do you see the dream? When the dream experience takes place, where is the mind? Vedanta says that the mind is in very fine nerves which are around the heart, the hita. This nerve called hita is even finer than the hair split in one thousand. Take this hair and vertically split in one thousand. This hita nerves are even finer than that. And that is what the mind is when the mind is experiencing dream. Is there accommodation for an elephant there? Or a mountain? Na tatra rasa, rasa yoga, panthana sandhi. Upanishad says there are, no, there are no chariots, no horses, no paths. He just creates all of them. The dreamer creates all of them. So, what you see in dream is non-existent. So same model is applied to waking now. Meaning in this model, the reality of waking is not accepted to be any different from the reality of dream. And there we just tell the dream, in non-existence, elephant was seen, source of the waking, a non-existent universe is seen. See the model. You cannot deny this model. You cannot prove that this is any substance at all. Because science has shown that there is no substance here other than energy. There is no substance. Energy also is not substance. For us, it is only consciousness. Meaning that the dream model does not apply to waking world cannot be proven. Therefore, the waking world also is analyzed on the model of the dream. And so, Adhishthane tathadnyate prapanchaya shunyatam rajet. When you see the adhishthanam, asti bhadi priyam, prapanchaya name and form, shunyat is non-existent. It did not, the snake did not exist before also, therefore it doesn't exist anymore. And that is the nature of appearance. It's not really there it appears. So also is universe, not really there, appears and never, appears and just, no more that. Prapancha, Shunyatam Rajet. The Prapancha, the universe which was taken to be tangible, real, no one exists. Alright. So then what are you building up to? So next one. Because if we are going to show you how it is so, there is no prarabdha. So the arguments are building up. So next one says, Dehasya Piprapancha Prarabdha vasthite kudaha Adnyani janabodhartham Prarabdham vakti vaishuti Yes, I read all night. 
If the whole prapancha is not there, prapancha means the universe of names and forms, has no more, has no reality more than that of the snake. So just as a rope snake disappears in the wake of the noyal rope, so also the whole creation of names and forms disappears in the wake of the knowledge of the dhisthanam substratum is Brahma. When we see the whole prapanja disappears, that also includes the body. That, that author points out. They are savvy. Remember that body also is part of creation. Because when we look, you always look out and think, you know, what is outside the body is creation. No, body also is creation. They are savvy prapanchatvar. Even this body also is prapancha. Meaning, it is also nothing but creation. As much a projection as anything else, as the snake is. Therefore, prarabdhavasthidihkutah. When the body is no more there, how can there be laws of cause and effect? Prarabdha is the law of cause and effect. The, any law can apply provided there is some substance to which the law can apply. And if the body is no, no, no existent, in the vague knowledge of Atma, where is the question of law of cause and effect? Where will the prarabdha go? Where will it apply? Prarabdhavasthitihkutaha. So where is the question of sthiti? Or existence of prarabdha. When body no more exists in the wake of the knowledge of self, with the question of the existence of prarabdha. Then says Thika, Jivan Muktasya Gnyanaya Prarabdha Vesati. Wait a minute. There are many statements in the Upanishads themselves which point to the existence of prarabdha of the wise person. So Katha Upanishad says, Prudhanika Upanishad says, Atra Brahma Samashnute, Atha Martyo Mrutavavavadi, Atra Brahma Samashnute, Yada Sarve Pramuchyante, Kama Yesya Vridhishita, Atha Martyo Mrutavavavadi, Atra Brahma Samashnute. Says Katha Upanishad, also Brahmadatka Upanishad. Yada sarve pramuchyante kama yeshivrudi for the wise person. When all the desires which are residing in the heart or the mind, when all of them leave him, in the wake of the knowledge that I am limitless, all the so-called desires which were created because of the notion of being limited, no more, right? So in this state of happens, Yada sarve pramuchyande kama is when all the kamas or desires which have the locus in the mind, when they disappear. So this is translated in Gita, prajahati yada kaman sarvan parthamanokatan is the restatement of this, of the Upanishad. Then what happens to this? Athamartyo mutabhavati, the one whose model becomes immortal. So wise person was mortal, becomes immortal. What does it mean becomes immortal? The body becomes immortal? You know, wise person's body will... No, no, no. One who thought himself to be mortal sees himself to be mortal. Because of ignorance, there was identification of the body. And body is mortal. Therefore this ignorant person thought, I am mortal. Now when you recognize his true nature, I am not the body. Then, not that he becomes immortal. He was always immortal. On account of the identification of the body, he had the notion that I am mortal. In wake of the knowledge of self, that notion goes away, and he now owns up his status of being immortal. Then next, Atra Brahma, Atra, while alive, Brahma Samashtra, he attains Brahman. Atra means here, in this body. In his body, he attains Brahman. There is no attainment because he is Brahman. But Atra is in this body. Meaning that the body is there when this knowledge takes place. So this becomes an evidence that the Upanishad also accepts someone who is alive 
and wise meaning it's even mukta a liberated a saint liberated while living so jivan mukti accept a upanishad from what do you say if the body disappears and there's no body alive there's no jivan mukta there's no you know but the upanishads talk about jivan mukta what is jivan mukta jivan eva mukta one who is liberated even while alive what do you mean alive when the body is there meaning that they accept the coexistence of the body as well as knowledge there is called jivan mukta liberated while living so this one say ityadi shruti hi prarabdham then this shruti seems to condone the idea of prarabdham because he continues to live is a body is a product of prarabdha and therefore the body will continue to live or exist as long as prarabdha is there and so that statement tasetavadeva so long as to wait until the body is there all of these statements except that there is a coexistence of the wisdom and the body <coughs> meaning that that is an entity called a living wise person called jivan mukta so upanishad accept jivan mukta here you are dismissing they accept the continuation of the body even the wise person and you say there is no body it is so then the answer is given agnyani jana bodhartham he don't take that too seriously he says you know you know upanishad says also you should know who is being told so in order this is what we call the vichara or a deliberation upon the tatpariya nischaya tatpariya means the intended meaning for arriving at what the purport is we cannot simply take the literal meaning of a statement we should also consider in what context it is being said to whom it is said so says adhyane all these statements which talk about jivan mukti are only addressed to ignorant people who is not yet become enlightened he is being told agnyani jana bodha it is only for bodha for only the understanding of the ignorant folk ignorant people prarabdha bhakti vaishruti so now this author gives his own tatparinishya what is tatparinishya an understanding of the purport of the shruti purport means what what is intended to be the meaning of the words which are used by the shruti as vidanda says that to understand the meaning of the word the meaning of the word is determined not by just the grammatical meaning of course grammar is important but most important in understanding what a word or what a sentence means we should know what is intended by the speaker with what intention as a speaker use that word or use the sentence that is more that is more important determining what the meaning is than what even literally the statement may mean you know sometimes statement literally means something but the literal meaning is not intended by the speaker some other some other meaning is intended implied meaning is intended then that becomes the meaning you follow why is it so because we say shruti is pramanam shruti means the words of scriptures are the means of knowledge that means only when the words are understood in the sense in which they were used then only they become means of knowledge so the listener should understand the sentence in the same sense in which the speaker reduced then only the the sentence is conveyed the meaning the listener understands in his own sense different from what is intended then it is not knowledge he thinks that i have understood it is not knowledge my understanding should be compatible to the meaning intended by the speaker so shruti the speaker here words mean shruti is talking to us so with what intention is shruti talking to us that we find not only what the words mean not just a literal meaning 
But the, in, the intended meaning, that's called Samdha and Lakshyatha. Vachyatha and Lakshyatha. Oh, what is intended? Here that intended is not Lakshyatha. But here, another factor is, who is the one who is addressed? See, there is a constant debate going on between Vedanta and Mimamsakas. The Mimamsakas quote a statement of Vedas. Yavajjima Agnihotram Jyoti, a person should perform Agnihotra Karma. A person should perform the daily and incidental obligate duties as long as person is alive, no exception. Even a sannyasi also is a person, therefore he also cannot escape the duty. Sannyasa means giving up duties, means you cannot give up duties. There is no sannyasa. As far as Mimamsakas are concerned, there is no sannyasa. Because Vedas clearly say that a person should perform the duties enjoined upon him or her as long as the person is alive. Is sannyasi a person or not? Yes. Is he breathing in the air or not? Is he drinking water? Is he walking on earth? Is he using all the resources? Then he is responsible. You are accountable if you use the resources. The whole universe is a system and you are a part of it. And you are being constantly blessed. And you know, universe is favoring you, blessing you, sustaining you. It becomes your duty to pay back. That's called duty. So nobody can escape. This is the interpretation. What does Vedanta say? Vedanta look, this statement is meant for ignorant person. Because Veda say Brahmano Yajeta, a Brahmana should do this, a Kshatriya should do this, a householder should do this. So whenever any any duty is enjoined, the Adhikari, the one who should perform the duty also is specified. You can't just say do this. Who should do this? Come on, sweep the floor. Who should do that? The one who is in the position or appointed to do that, should do that. So who should perform what action? The Vedas specify which action they perform by which whom. So Brahmana should do this. Vedanta says that wise person doesn't think he is a Brahmana. That's called wisdom. That I am a Brahmana is a product of ignorance because Brahmana belongs to the body and when I identify the body then only I can call myself Brahmana. Really, I am not the body, there is no Brahmana left. So, Brahmana should do, he doesn't respond. When you, Brahmana, may please get up. Who will get up? The one who thinks he is Brahmana. But who doesn't think he will not get up? So, Veda says that householder should do this. He is just looking, you know. Brahmana should do this. Because he doesn't think he is addressed. He has no notion anymore that I am a Brahmana or Gurhastha. That word, this is addressed to the person who has a notion that he is so and so. What is wisdom is freedom from that notion. Therefore, he is no more enjoined by the Veda. So this is how the debates go on. So not only what the statement means, to whom is the statement addressed also is very important. So here also the statements of our prarabdha are there. It's not enough to me understand what the statement means. We should also understand to whom that is statement is addressed. So this author says, Agnani, this is addressed to an ignorant person. No? That there is prarabdha, there is jivan mukti, there is prarabdha. All of this being told to ignorant person. Agnani, for the understanding of the ignorant person. <coughs> Shruti, Agnani, Bodhadam, Prarabdham, Bhakti. Shruti talks about prarabdha only from the standpoint of the ignorant. For whom this reality is real? For whom there is this objective reality and therefore all these good, bad, ragat, vishad are there and all this stuff is there. For that person this is being told. Look, when you become wise, you are free. He doesn't want to disappear. You know, the, nobody wants moksha where you don't exist. And so you continue to exist. You are a wise man walking on this earth and free still. Okay, so that's what I want. When you gain knowledge, you know what the wait is. I'll wait then. I don't want that kind of moksha. Jnana saravyavahar kanda jnana stesati jnana katham vyavahar jnana akshitte. 
So Agnani person says, I see a wise person doing things. Here is a wise person also walking and talking and eating and drinking. So Sarva Vyavaharakar Agnani says, you say that ignorance is the cause of the Vyavaharik world or Vyavahara. When ignorance is gone and dispelled, then how can there be Vyavahara? And I see Vyavahara. So cause is gone, still effect has remained. You know, ignorance is the cause and the universe is the effect. So when cause goes away, effect should go away. But I see this wise person, see alive, doing things. Even though his ignorance has gone away, his body with effect has remained. Vyavahara has remained. How do I explain that? So for this person who gives reality to this objective, what is okay, this is called prarabdha. So to explain to him, idi akshipte prarabdha. So when he questions this, when you say that when the cause goes away, the effect goes away. Ignorance has gone away, therefore the whole universe has gone away of the wise person, including the body. So how can there be prarabdha? But when I see this wise person also, going through the laws of life, that when he eats also he puts his food in the mouth and not somewhere else. When he walks, he walks with his legs, meaning that he also follows all the laws, that means the laws of karma apply to him also, that, <coughs> how do you explain? Prarabdha. So he's told, who? This person who gives reality to the wise person Vyavahara because he sees Vyavahara going on. He doesn't realize that wise person doesn't perform any vyavahara from his standpoint. Two standpoints are there. Standpoint of the wise person, naiva kinjit karva mere yukto So wise, I don't know anything. Pashan, shruns, pashan, jugan. Seeing, hearing, thinking, talking, walking, I do not do anything. We see him talking, he says, I don't talk. We say, why? I don't walk. No, that, therefore he says, he is walking and talking. Why? Prarabdha. So that is how you console, this is how you explain this person. Then his, his mind is now, uh, is resolved. And so he can proceed to do what is to be done. Therefore, tat bodhasam prarabdhai tat bodhasam iti. So it is for the understanding, present understanding of the ignorant person. Knowing that when in him the knowledge takes place, the true understanding will come. So therefore, when a child asks you, as our Bada Swami used to say, you know, there is a story. Swami Chinman is a story. He says, here in New York, this physics professor. He is an eight-year-old child. And so child comes and sits in the lap of the father and outside is raining. Dad, how does the rain come? So dad starts explaining. My child, you know the sun is shining? Yes. And there is this ocean? Yeah. Then he explains how the evaporation takes place, some phenomena. By then this child has already gone to sleep, you know. <laughs> After the story is over, he gets up and goes to his mother. Says, Ma, how does the rain take place? You know, better. There is heaven above? Yeah. And there is a king of the heaven, there is called Indra? Yes. He is an elephant with seven trunks? Wow, yes. So, the master has taken this elephant for a drink of water in the lake? Yes. Elephant is mischievous, so after drinking water, he just takes water and sprays. So this is rain. Now, dad doesn't know. So you have to hear from him, you know, all the dramatic stuff, but... So then if this fellow becomes thirty-year-old and tells him, Wow, you told me wrong thing, that is what you could understand that time. So what is being told also has to be understood from reference to who is being told. No, Upanishad says that uh, it is Indra and the Airavata elephant that is sprinkling water, that's called rain. And you say rain, but that was told to another person. To you we are telling you something else. Because hopefully you have now a more mature mind to understand things. Agnyanir Bodhartam Praruddham Akti Vaishutihi. She talks of Prarabdha addressing ignorant person. Okay, we'll continue.
ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಕ್ಷರೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯರೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದವಿಭಾಗಿಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ